Yo, yo, yo. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Isaac. And this is your boy, Bryce. And we are Brothers on Tennis. And folks, we have finished up a glorious two-week stint in French at the French Open, Roland Garros. And Bryce, man, what a tournament it was, bruh. How, how was that Roland Garros, Garros experience for you? Um, I'm telling you what, and y'all will continue to say that I'm a broken record on this, but I had such a good time for eight days in Paris um, and finally going to the French Open and there are upgraded facilities. I mean, of course, I was never there for the other ones, but a very modern facility um, wonderful time. Anybody that gets a chance or has any interest in going to the French Open, going, oh, I'm sorry, Roland Garros, uh, please go. You will not be disappointed. I had a really good time and I really look forward to going back in the future. Yes. And then you top it off with that experience being good and all the great tennis that came. <laughs> out of it i mean and i know we're gonna jump into all that but honestly isaac this may have been one of the best french opens for me personally in a long time i i would agree with you i think there were a lot of good storylines really really great matches because like we said the the first rounders weren't all that popping like we typically see but as it got into the <laughs> second week the matches were really really good you you that you hit the nail on the head with that because I was, you know, when I was actually at the tournament, I would look at the the order of play and I would be like, and I'm a tennis fan, you know, I follow <laughs> tennis, right? I follow some of the people you don't necessarily hear about all the time, and right. I was looking at the order of play, and there would be maybe two or three matches that I had any real interest in mm-hmm. seeing, but I kind of knew if things kept progressing the way they were in the tournament, that the second week was going to be fire. Right. And, and that it was. Uh Absolutely, man. Absolutely. So brother, how do you want to jump into this? Because yeah, we, we, we've got a lot of draws to, to dip into and talk through. (laughs) 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 I'm going to leave that alone. Um, Let's build our way up. And so we'll start at the bottom. Oh, I shouldn't say the bottom, but the the one that we t- one of the five that we typically review yes. is mixed double. Yes. And it was Kuhlhoff and Shabamama again. Shibahara. <laughs> <laughs> I, I tell you, I still would know know this woman if if I fell into her in the street. Um, maybe I'd run into her Roland Garros trophy, right? But, uh, <laughs> yes. So they be Bleegan and Elkery. Yeah, maybe. that that works. Yeah, that's good. I, Oh, okay. <laughs> I don't know none of them either. <laughs> uh, but apparently they were where it's at when it comes to mixed doubles. <laughs> right, right. 
Yeah, no, they fought hard to get there, and you know we know we, we you know we we support our board Kuhoff, and uh, like I said, Shibahara yeah. is is I, I I have to say I'm actually I I know who she is when I see her now finally. It took me a minute, but <laughs> I actually am like, oh yeah, that, okay, that I know who that is, and and they worked it out, bro. They got up in that mixed doubles, and they were like, you know what, we're not here to play. We we here to get this title, and they you know they handed out that nice little hope biscuit in the second set and was like, see you later. Right. You know, and, and this Elfrey Vlian um, team, they took out the team that I expected to be in the finals, which right. was um, Melikar and Kevin Kravitz. Yeah, exactly. Yep. Um, yep. So, but, so shout out to our guy, Kuhoff. Like you said, yeah, we interviewed him in New York uh, a couple of years ago and uh, Shabahar. Um you know, uh, they took home the mixed doubles title. Yes, they did. Good on you. Good job, uh, you guys. You, you that was yeah, it was excellent. <laughs> that was an excellent yeah. final. <laughs> so moving on, uh, Mr. Isaac, talk to us about this women's doubles final, but you know you gotta start in the semifinals, right? You have to, of course, because you know we got our folk up in there and they they fighting with one another <laughs> in a good way, y'all. In a good way. It's black on black crime, which is all right. You know, we we allow that when it comes to the semifinals of a grand slam. But um but yeah you had Coco Golf and Jesse Pagula against Madison Keys and Taylor Townsend. And, you know, first and foremost, again, congratulations to all four of those ladies for making the semis of a Grand Slam. That is tremendous. Um, Correct. And, and it was a great match. I mean, it went, you know, 6-4-7-6, which is nothing to laugh at. And, um, you know, they tried to, you know, Taylor and Madison tried to push it to that tie break. But unfortunately, Coco and Jesse just had a little bit too much game. And they were like, nah, we 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 already doing things in the singles uh, singles uh, draw. We we ain't trying to be out here long. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. And, And adding to the shout outs, man, shout out to Taylor Townsend, because, you know, I saw a post that she put up and she said, you know, the year she went out she made it to the semifinals in doubles at the French. And the year she came back, she made it to the semifinals in doubles at the French. So <laughs> what, what BBD say? Ain't nothing changed, ain't nothing changed. <laughs> you know, hey, hey she, she kept it in there. And so that's, that's amazing right. because, like I said, y'all saw how blown away I was when I saw her actually at, in Paris uh, at Roland Garros. She looked so good. She looked like she was totally back. Matter of fact, like I said, she looked better now to me than she did before she went out. Mm-hmm. Um, so, um, but it, you know, that's a win having four Americans there in the. Um, uh, and look, four American women, people of color. Right, exactly. All four of them. Let's not get it twisted. All, all four of them, whether mm-hmm. they claim it or not. All <laughs> four of them, you know. So that's you know really you continue to look at you know the the legacy of Venus and Serena. That's right. Absolutely, man. It was a wonderful thing to see, and so glad that we had an American team in the final. Um, unfortunately, they had to go against a French duo, which. After the first set of that final, mm-hmm. Bryce, I was thinking, hey, Americans are going to raise up a doubles championship. Oh. But 
Apparently, the French had other other uh, other ideas. Uh-uh. No. <laughs> uh, and I tell you what, I mean, I I knew that I knew that Garcia and Mitlanovic were going to be a problem mm-hmm. for Coco and Pagula because while Coco and Pagula are both good doubles players, Garcia and Mitlanovic are great doubles players. Right. Right. And they got the hardware to prove it. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> and um, and I just thought, you know, in the finals of the French, in front of the home crowd, they were going to be a problem. Now, I wasn't like you, Isaac. I didn't actually get a chance to see the match because I, mm-hmm. I didn't uh, wake up like that. Yeah. But the... <laughs> um, so I may would have felt like you did. After, you know, watching it and seeing them take that first set, give them a whole biscuit. Right. Uh, but, I, you know, when I woke up, I just saw the final result and I was like, yeah. Yeah. Well, they had opportunities there. They really did. I think it goes back a little bit to what you had even mentioned in regards to some of the changes that at least I would like to see as it relates to Coco in her doubles game. I feel she had opportunities to take that backhand down the line that she didn't uh-huh. necessarily do. There were a couple of times that both Garcia and Ladinovich were like, you know what, we're going to go straight at you. And they were going <laughs> at Coco and especially at Jesse because she by far was the one with the least doubles experience on the court. And uh-huh. they were just going firing balls right at him. And I'm just like, why don't y'all fire some back at them and, uh-huh. and get them get them thinking? And they just never they never pulled that trigger. And I was really, really surprised because I was like, they are shooting the ball right at your belly button. You need to, <laughs> you need to, you, I mean, to me, that is a ploy and it's a, it's a, it's a great tactic so that, you know, you, you got to keep them on the toes and they never did that. And I thought that that was a huge mistake on their part. Now, mind you, Ladinovich is, she, she ain't no joke, man. Now she, there were some volleys when they got close enough to her, she put them away. I mean, she is mm-hmm. like, she was like, do not, you know, hey, respect my devil's game. <laughs> don't try me. Right, don't try me. But they could have done that with Garcia, and I think that they would have won some points. And they, to me, they just got out-doubled, doubled, yeah. if that makes sense, in that final. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But, you know, we like all of those ladies. Yes, and, we do. Uh, so shout out to uh, the French women for for getting that title. I thought I think they said this was the fourth women's doubles title for Mitlanovic. Yep, the, exactly. Mm-hmm. And um, and Pagula and uh, and Goff, I mean, what do you say about Makoko? Is that done now? No, no, because she was even saying that, you know, her and it was just a scheduling issue this time around. Um, but Coco seems to still be very much uh, locked in with Katie McNally. So Makoko is still going to go strong. Well, I think. I got a question. What yeah. was the schedule problem? Y'all didn't know where the French was? <laughs> but I'm, was, I'm just asking. Did, did, you know, but did she play? Did, did, uh... Yeah. Oh. Uh, Katie, was, Katie was playing doubles. With, well, wait a minute. I got the draw right here. Okay. Um, she, had a good, um, she had a good partner, too. Um, oh yes, yeah, uh, Zhang. That's right. I see that right. now. I did. Yeah. I was thinking she wasn't wasn't there, but okay, she was there. So I don't know. They made a they mentioned it in saying that they were still you know together and planning to play uh, more tournaments towards the the rest of 2022. So 
I don't I don't know. That's a great question to understand why they didn't actually join up and play this time around. That's that's a great question. Well, Zhang and um and McNally were actually the number four seed. Yeah, yeah, that's right. That's right. You know? Mm-hmm. Uh, so yeah, okay. We we'll, we'll, we we'll keep our good eye out on that one. Yeah, <laughs> yeah you know that's. <laughs> I think that one could be tricky. <laughs> right. We, but we we gonna keep this one on on the level today. So let's go ahead and let's move to the men's doubles. Yes. Yes. And you know. Four just really good men's doubles players here, right? Absolutely. So you got Dotage, which, you know, his doubles resume, you know, we don't even talk about that. Uh, Austin Krychek, one of, if not the top, you know, male doubles player from the United States. Well, behind Ram, I guess. Behind Ram, yeah. Forget about Ram. Um, But... But and it's interesting. They took out Ram. I was about to say they took them out in that uh, third set tiebreaker. So there is that. There is that. Um, and then you have Roger, who uh, again has has a great doubles history. And then it's our guy Arivalo, uh, exactly. who we we loved spending time with um, last November at uh, uh, World Team Tennis. So Isaac, you know, you were getting going before this call <laughs> on this match, you know. <laughs> Give us your assessment. Yeah, man. I it was a really, really great match. And and I was torn to be very honest with you. Because again, and we we had also interviewed um Austin Krychek at that, uh-huh. that at that same, you know, um um uh uh, uh the uh, world team tennis event. So for me, I was like, man, I don't exactly know who I want to win on this one. But in the but honestly, it was great tennis. And what uh-huh. I saw was Dodik and Krychek actually, in my opinion, played better than Arivalo and Roger. But when it came down to the critical points, i.e. break points. Break points. Yeah. Yep. Arivalo and Roger were like, we, no, no, we, I, I, I don't care how many you get. You're not going to convert one. And, right. and they just kept fighting and fighting. And I believe they were down match points in, in this match. Mm-hmm. That 7-6 yeah. uh, second set, they were down. And, mm-hmm. um, and they just fought it off. And, man, I was so – I was really proud of them, man. And Arvalo stepped up, and he, he played – I mean, well, both of them. They both played really some just straight-out gutsy tennis. And I think they outgutted. Um, both Dodik and Krychek. Um, but it was a great doubles match, man. It was really, really good. Any any thoughts on your side, bro? I just thought it was great seeing how much it meant to Marcelo. Yeah. Uh, you know, and knowing, you know, I think they said he was the first Central American to, um, to win a major mm. title. Wow. And, um, so, you know, you love that kind of history. And yeah. like you said, Krychek was cool. Uh, Arivello was cool when we interviewed them both in, in November. So it, it's good to see those guys do well. So very exactly. happy. And, and Roger, too. I mean, he was looking for a new partner, and I guess he found the right one. <laughs> he found the right one. Exactly. Yeah, they, 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 they are doing big things. So congratulations to both teams. They did a great job. 
Absolutely. So, yeah. okay, here we go. It's time to get down to the business end of these draws, right? <laughs> yes. <sighs> uh, both of them just so good. Um, so let us start with the women's draw. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and 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 I, I'll say my little piece. Yeah. You know, we said from the beginning, Isaac, yes. that this was basically Ega's tournament to lose. Yes, we did. Uh, I mean, we understand I wasn't really like going out on a limb. (laughs) (laughs) Come here. I got this tip for you. Right. Uh, Exactly. (laughs) You know, but I think it's time in case you haven't been doing it to really acknowledge the tear that this woman is on right now. Right. She clowning, man. She clowning. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's, it's, it's like almost disrespectful. It's like she, <laughs> I'm, I'm serious. The way she is beating up on folks, it is literally like she is giving them zero respect when she gets on the court. <laughs> and she's just like, I don't care who you are, don't care what your name is, don't care about your star power. You better be trying to get at least three games off of me. Otherwise, because because that's to me, that's the benchmark, Bryce. It's can you right. get a six three set off of Iga Sviatek? Because right. as we've seen. Most of them are bagels, breadsticks, and hoe biscuits, simply put. <laughs> le, ca- le bakery, de frate. <laughs> exactly. That's I've learned. <laughs> <laughs> you, better, you better speak it. That's all I'm saying. So, yeah, bro, I'll hand it to you, man. I mean, Sviatek is, she's, she's the real, y'all. She's the real. She is the real, and uh, I. It just makes me really wonder what matchups with her and Barty would have looked like. So mad we don't get to see that. Yeah, I. You know, but anyway, let 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 me stop getting off. We we've been doing this all day today, Isaac. You know, you've been <laughs> off track on stuff. But let's talk about this women's draw. And one of the really cool things that I cannot wait to do is uh, remember I told you guys that Katrina Adams had introduced me to Kathy Rinaldi there at Roland Garros. And Kathy said she's coming on the show. So, you know, we're we're going to try to get that together. But it's like appropriate, really appropriate now because the American women showed up and showed out at the French Open. I mean, we've already talked about we had one semifinals and doubles that were four Americans two of them making it to the finals. But when you get down to the singles, we had three of the final eight were American. That's right. That's right. And with Pagula, she went out to Sriatek, but, you know, there ain't no shame in that. Ain't no shame shame in that. Right. Uh, We had the black-on-black crime (laughs) with Poco and, and Sloan, so one of them had to go out. But at least the one that stayed in, Coco, made it all the way to the finals. And one thing that I don't think they talked about enough in the broadcasting was the fact that Coco Golf, as his teenager, made the finals of both the singles and the doubles. Right, right. Crazy. I mean, what an amazing... I mean, I'm sure if you had gone to Coco six weeks ago and said, look, would you take it if you you made the finals of both the singles and the doubles, but you lost in the finals of both? 
Uh, she was like, chalk it up. She was like, chalk it up. Chalk it up. Exactly, Bryce. I mean, for an 18-year-old to, again, do that at a Grand Slam level, that that speaks volumes. She should be nothing but proud of all that she accomplished during that complete fortnight. Amazing. Absolutely. And once again, like I said about Pagula, her going out to Shiantek in the finals of the Friends, there's no shame in that. As a matter of fact, she did get a three. She did get six three. Yeah, she, did. she did. So, so respect, respectable, respectable. Yeah. Yeah, respectable. Um, so really the story for me of the women's draw this year's French Open was, you know, and Madison Keys had a good tournament. And, yep. you know, look, the American women are strong right now, and I'm very excited about that. And we're, there were people we didn't even really talk about good this time around, like Danielle Collins and, mm-hmm. you know, um, Still don't Anna know where made a good yeah, run. Anna Still don't know where Jim Brady's at, but right. you know, um, but we've got a lot of really good American women. Um, so and Coco Golf now ranked number thirteen in the world. She's positioned to really crack that top ten this year. She has a, a solid back end of this year, right. but like I said, the main story of the WTA right now is Iga. And I just like now, granted, with Wimbledon, I don't, you know, really know with her in the grass, you know, um, I can't say she's going to go and run all seven there. But the fact that she just went undefeated in the clay court mm-hmm. and, and for her to be mentioning that Rafa's her idol, I mean, that was very Rafa like. It it was. It was dominant. I mean, it was dominant how she went through that draw. A little slight hiccup, you know, against the Zhang, the teenager that mm-hmm. we talked about. But literally, if you look at, check out that first set of that particular match, she mm-hmm. played pretty much flawless tennis. Yep. She did. Yeah. She did. Yeah. yeah. Amazing. She is amazing. And in truth, Bryce, the whole, like I said, grass, Wimbledon, they ain't gonna be no points anyway. So for her, it's like <laughs> I wouldn't even be stressing it. I'd be like, look, I'm listening. I'm looking at the I'm looking at hardcore season. I'm looking at <laughs> summer summer hardcore season in uh in the U in the USAC. <laughs> that, yeah, you know, you heard that's what Osaka said. She was like, shoot, without any points, it's like an exhibition. It's hard for me to get my my motivation for an exhibition. <laughs> I know that's right. But she's just saying what a lot of them probably feel. Oh, for sure. I mean, seriously, if I'm a top player and I know I'm not getting any points, why would I go and play Wimbledon? Because I I got enough money. And if if it's there's always going to be a serious. Now, you talk about the asterisk that they were trying to put on the U.S. Open during COVID. That There is going to be 9000 asterisks against that particular Wimbledon because a lot of people are not going to show up for it. First of all, they already done kicked out the out the Russians. So not that they would be contending, but still, you're you're you know, that's that's what we always argue about when we talk about Margaret Court back in the day. You didn't play against everybody in the entire field of good players. And that makes a difference. So for me, the Grand Slam, it doesn't count. And here's the funny thing, because you know how much I love Martina Navratilova. And, you know, I just think tennis is a different sport now. It's a different business. 
right. now than it was or uh, when she played, uh, at least in terms of scale. And so she says, and I believe this to be true in her time, she said points that, I mean, it was about the competition and winning Wimbledon. And she said, you know, when she won Wimbledon one year, they were telling her in the press conference that she was now number one. She didn't even know that she was number one because that wasn't what drove them. Right. Uh, It was winning the titles. And this whole millennial generation and all that, mm -mm, (laughs) they don't care about that. They care about the paper. Where is the paper? Yeah, and they care about the social media exposure and all these other kinds of things. So, you know, they, yeah, it may not carry the same way. So you take away points, you take away, you know, their ability to rank high. A lot of their uh, endorsements are tied to, you know, ranking performance and all that. That's right. Uh, You could could see people, and here's the other thing. If I see people skipping Wimbledon, I'm assuming they're just going to skip the whole grass grass court season. Well, yeah, because it's not that it's only a month a month time frame. So in truth, a lot of them may use it as a training block. Exactly. So yeah, um, yeah. get themselves ready for the summer hard courts and and the U.S. Open where they know they'll get some points. <laughs> right. Right. So, but anyway, I mean, we yes. we don't know how Eagles going to do there, but you know, up through basically, isn't is the only L she took this year the one at Australia? She has a she has two L's, right? Yeah, I know she lost to Ostapenko because they, they they were saying that that was one loss, and I can't remember who else she lost to, but apparently it was big hitters. So yeah, yeah. So yeah, this is this is real Steffi Graf, Martina, Serena type mm-hmm. of runs, you know, that we're seeing. And the scary thing is when she was in her acceptance speech, she was saying with her team, okay, things are finally starting to fall into place. Right. So she was like, y'all get used to this. The beatings will continue. <laughs> they will continue. <laughs> and and I think Foot, she's right. Yeah, Rafa Foot may be hurt, but mine's just fine. <laughs> <laughs> you know? Exactly. I ain't got that constraint. <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel just fine. Right. I, I, I think step on you. It's ready to step, bro. It's like what the, these boots are made for walking. <laughs> 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 these boots are gonna step all up on you. That's that's yeah. the lyrics of that song for Eagles yeah. brother. I I really feel like Bryce, she is going to potentially have that type of a year where she yeah, may I, only lose maybe one, potentially two more matches this year. I agree. Yeah. And I like the fact that she understands at this point, because, you know, and this is what Craig Chikova may have to learn. You know, Sriatek had to let that doubles go. Exactly. Yep. She had to let that doubles go, even though she is moving rather expeditiously through her <laughs> uh, opponents. Right. Uh, you know, when you're having that that kind of a run in singles, I mean, I, and I don't mean to be disrespectful to the doubles community, mm-hmm. but, you know, you ain't got to necessarily be at peak performance to do well in doubles. Right. And uh, it's a different for, mindset. Yeah, for a variety of reasons. Right. But in singles, you know, playing against the best players in the world, yep. if you playing at that level at that moment, 
you better take advantage of that window. Ride it till the wheels fall off. Yeah, exactly. I'm telling you. So now, Coco, even though she lost, what what a great result. You know, obviously, you know, we we expect for this to be the first of many. Yes. A major finals she'll be in. I mean, what did you see differently in her game um, here at the French? Because she hadn't had like the greatest start of the year so mm-hmm. far. But what was different here? So, OK. I, and I don't I don't want to, you know, uh, downplay the accomplishment. I, I, I don't. But honestly, and, and truthfully, Coco beat the people that she should have beat. Um, I, I think that the, 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 the match against Sloan was definitely, because again, Sloan is a French Open finalist. So yep. that to me was a step up for her. And she did step up and again, beat her in straight sets. So that in itself was a, a good, you know, a good win. But at the same time, Sloan's game has been off. So did she mm. get the same Sloan that... She, that showed up in the French Open final against um, against um, um, Halep that particular year. We don't know. She beat Trevisan as she was supposed to. And in truth, I mean, call it what it is. And we love Coco and we support Coco, but Coco got outclassed in that final. Iga, yes. Iga, Iga just dominated her from the start. She had a little bit of a kind of, what do they call those, walkabouts? At the end of the second set, going into the first, where Coco, I, I think she held serve and then broke, or or she broke and then held one of the two, because she was out to a two love lead, and in fact, I think she was three love. So I think she held, broke, and held, and then I think Iga was just like, oh yeah, wait a minute, I, let me let me let me let me reset, <laughs> you know, and let me get myself back right again, and and. Well, no, 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 that's not right. It it was because it was 2-1. Coco didn't go up 3-love because, yeah, that's right, because Iga would have then had to have run six straight games, and she didn't do that. But regardless, Iga dominated. And, and Coco, to me, still has a lot of the things that she needs to work on. We saw the double faults show up, unfortunately. Even in some of the earlier matches, they just didn't show up as much and in critical moments. But they did show up. If you notice, she double faulted in the first game of the match. That's nerves. And you can't do yeah. that when you are at a Grand Slam final at that level playing that type of an opponent. Um, right. It just immediately in my eyes was like, uh oh, that's not a good sign. A couple forehands that she hit, but barely made it to the net. I was like, yeah, this is this is tough. So I still feel like for me, Bryce, and sorry to talk so long, but I feel like Coco still needs to continue to work on those fundamental things that we've always talked about. She needs to work on that forehand and she needs to really go after it. I would much rather her see hit long than to hit Mm -hmm. short. I really would be aggressive. I'm always of that mindset. Be aggressive. And, you know, because, again, her defense is on point. That backhand is world class. Her volleys and net skills are, are, are exquisite. It's a matter of getting your serve right and getting that forehand right. What about you? What did you think, bro? I agree. And it's just, I think she would have beaten so many other people yes. in a final there. Um, it didn't matter who it was. I guess right. <laughs> it didn't know? matter. It didn't matter. It really didn't matter. Um, <laughs> and we said that from the moment the draw came out, we were like, "Do we even need to go through this?" You know. 
I mean, and uh, and and shout out to our friend David who was predicting that he thought the nerves were going yes. to get to Shiantek and you know maybe there were some nerves there for a minute against Zhang, uh, but I see no well, nerves. No, exactly, and and I will own up to this as well, Bryce, because remember in the mid fortnight I actually did change my 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 prediction and I went from Iga to Coco, thinking that Coco was going oh, to think. Right, yeah, I, I thought that Iga would actually start feeling the nerves and Coco would go out there and be able to play free, whereas it was completely the flip. Uh, Coco was out there thinking about her family and her little brother and, and disappointing them, which I get that 100%, so I'm not faulting her at all, but it was definitely her that felt the nerves and Iga got up in there and she was like, look, sis. <laughs> Baby girl, I appreciate that you just graduated high school, but I I didn't hit that 21. I'm an adult adult. I can drink. I can drink. I was like, I'm in Europe. I can drink too. too. <laughs> that, that's true. That's true. <laughs> but we were popping bottles. We were right? popping bottles for my graduation <laughs> over here. You know how we do. But what she showed her, Bryce, is those three years make a difference. Oh, and yeah. at 18 years old versus 21 years old, I see there. I see Coco being able to be where Iga is at 21. But she's got to shore up again that forehand, and she's got to shore up that serve and 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 the mental, if you will, because Iga did not. There was no crack in her game. She was like, I am here and I am not trying to let anyone stop me from getting my second French Open Roland Garros title. And that's a key point, Isaac, is that she had been there before and, yes. and had and had done done it. Yes. You know, so this there wasn't nothing new here. And I'm going to also throw a little something extra out there. Mm -hmm. She continues to draw so many comparisons to her and Nadal. I think during that match, knowing that Nadal had made the finals. Yep. The yep. next day. She would uh, no. She wouldn't about to bring that bad juju in there. <laughs> she wasn't about to bring that bad juju in there. She was like, uh, "We, I'm, I'm gonna get the party started and we right. have my wrap it up tomorrow." <laughs> uh, so, with that, yes, uh, let's transition over to the men's. Yes, yes. Uh, draw and. You know, we of course we got to back it up, right? We yeah. we can't start at the finals. We gotta <laughs> we, we we gotta back this up to the quarterfinals. Back 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 and, back it up. <laughs> yeah, because let me tell you what, there were some major matches <laughs> in these quarterfinals, and you know what? We don't start at the bottom, Isaac. And I just yeah. want to throw this out for you. So at the bottom. Chillage beat Medvedev like he stole something. <laughs> <laughs> Which is shocking on Clay. But at the same time, neither of them, you wouldn't consider this to be either of their favorite surface. So right. I, I, I get it. But at the same time, I would not have ever expected Chillage to be able to take out Rublev. Uh, 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 Medvedev. I mean, I'm sorry. Yeah, to take out Medvedev. Excuse me. Sorry about that. Yeah, because he it, took out both it, Russians. Sorry. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, it that. Yeah, that that was a uh, because Medvedev. 
he looked like he was playing well on the clay uh, in the previous matches. Right, right. Yeah, until but... he got to Chillage. <laughs> <laughs> and then Chillage was like, here's a couple of hope biscuits for you. <laughs> <laughs> so, keeping this moving, so Rublev made center tap out. Yes. And um, anything you want to say on that one? No, I mean, I think, you know, we were saying Sinner would have won that match had he not kind of hurt himself. So, yeah, mm -hmm. it, yeah, there you go. Okay, so Runa taking out Cesar Pass. Yeah, that was a pretty big win um, as well for him, which, you know, I mean, I think Runa is a, a really good young talent and he's got a lot of skill. So expect to see him in the conversation going forward. That's for sure. All right. Uh, I don't think there was any surprise here of Rude over her catch. Nah, nah, that was pretty straightforward. Same with Alcarez over hatching off. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, same with Zerf over Zappa. Yeah, Zapata Morales. <laughs> <laughs> now, let's talk about this uh, Nadal FAA match. <laughs> right. Yeah, man. It, like I said, FAA, you know, there was, of course, they were trying to get that whole drama started with the Uncle Tony, and they were putting that to bed quickly. Like, we are not even going to entertain this discussion. Um, Uncle Tony knows we family and family come first. Felix know what's up. So may they may they battle, but I'm I'm aligned with my nephew. And that's what mm -hmm. I, I would expect that hundred percent. So they was trying to cause some drama, but the media, yeah, they were they were not even letting that happen. Right, right. Uh but it was a great match. Five Wasn't matches. it though? Talk on it, bro. I mean, talk about proud of Felix. He showed up. I cannot because I was in the air flying back oh, from Paris. Oh, that's right. That that's day, right. So I didn't see that match. Yeah, <laughs> no, I watched I watched that match. And, bruh, like I said, Felix showed up. He played a really, really good match against Nadal. And it gave me the perception that Felix is definitely on the list of being able to win a Grand Slam, if not multiple, in his career. I, I, I absolutely believe, based on what I saw from him in that match in particular, mm -hmm. he, he, he can get it done. He can get it done. Yeah. That is good to hear. And then, yeah. of course, Djokovic over uh, Schwartzman. Right. Uh, right. So that was all the fourth round the madness that was going on in the fourth round. So let's, let's keep this party going. Quarterfinals. Chillich over Rublev. Five right. sets. 7-6 in the fifth. Mm-hmm. Battle. Battle. Um, again, same thing as uh, the Medvedev Chilich. Uh, neither of their best surface, but again, I wouldn't have expected for, you know, for Chilich to beat Rublev, but he was like, I'm on one right now, so... I beat your boy, and, and you and you ain't you ain't been number one, so I'm, I'm gonna get up on you too. And there you go. Oh my goodness! And then, and, and then I was just really surprised that you know I, I was expecting for Rublev to establish some order here, yeah, and take Chilich out, but 
somebody I had seen somebody on Twitter said, you know, this is the the chillage from that U.S. Open, <laughs> <laughs> just smacking people and then sending them on their way. It really right. was. It was a dominant performance by Chillage. I mean, really, that was a good resurgence from him. And and who must be hating, again, not to get completely off course, but who must mm-hmm. be hating the fact that points won't be a part of Wimbledon is Marin Chillage because he's in good form and he's going into grass court, which, in my opinion, is his best surface. It's, yeah. it's, it's disappointing that he won't be able to really get anything based on that. Right. Yeah, that, that, that's very, very true. Yeah. Um, so next quarter, the Battle of the Scandinavians, and they got, they got, they, look, when you think of Scandinavia, you typically think of, like, cold and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. It was spicy. It was spicy. Ruta Ruta. What? Scandalous, scandalous. It was scandalous Scandinavians <laughs> with the heat. <laughs> Shocking, bro. But, but you could see that with Rune. He is an up-and-coming teenager. He's a little spicy. You can see that he he's honestly and not I hope he doesn't turn out like this, but I see him. His ego, in my opinion, is very much Djokovic like when Djokovic was trying to uh-huh. get on the scene and get in that mix with uh, with, uh, you know, Nadal and with Federer. I think he has that ego and I think he will follow it up to really have the game that will be put him in that in that discussion, if you will. But again, mm-hmm. young man, you don't have it. You don't have it now. So mm-hmm. to be kind of questioning and, and doing all those little antics, Casper Ruud was having none of it. And you, you just don't even understand. CC Pass is the one out of the next gen that if you're going to get up on somebody, you're going to get up on them. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> don't feel good. Don't feel good about that. Don't feel all uh, Exactly. Uh, so now the next match is the one where my draw went off. Yeah. Because I really thought Alcarez was the one person that could beat Nadal here. And I thought, mm-hmm. and then potentially in the semifinals. So I definitely saw him getting through this match with Zerv, but I got to give it to Zerv. Zerv. Zerv played a really good match that day. Yes, he did. Yeah, he did. I mean, that's just, that's just what's up, man. He, he he stepped up and because you and I both picked Alcaraz to take that match and and Zverev you know he plays well when he's got a little chip on his shoulder because you know he came out there and was like why Alcaraz getting all all the all the special stuff and getting the good time frames and the good stadiums and he ain't he ain't he ain't where I'm at and blah 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 and and you know I mean you got to go with the hot person at the time so. You know, while I understood Zverev's argument at the same time, Akarez is all the buzz. So he's the one that is filling the seats and 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 getting that coin. Uh, so the, it's the tournament did what they needed to do. But Zverev went into that matchup with that chip on his shoulder, and he played some outstanding tennis against uh, Alcaraz. He 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 took it to him. He did. He yeah. did. I you know uh, I, I got to give credit where credit is due. So yep. Uh, yep. so Zverev made it through to the semis there. Mm-hmm. And then we had the, the matchup that everybody was looking forward to when the draw came out, you know, right. Nadal versus Djokovic. 
And, you know, I think in our minds, we had always said this was the revenge match. Exactly. Although this is where my draw blew up. Because <laughs> remember, I thought that Djokovic was actually going to take out Nadal based on the foot issues that we saw him having in the previous, uh, you know, tournament. But Nadal was like, shit, that's why I paid. That's why I paid this doctor bill. Yeah. <laughs> Now, wait a minute, Isaac. Didn't you say at one point that you you were not going to go against Rafa? I did. And I, and I did. And I was <laughs> dumb. I was dumb. And, but see, but now, now it wasn't because of, of no data. Again, it was because the foot, I'm going to say the foot, the foots had right. me a little twisted because I saw how he was limping against the Shapovalov in the, in the tournament before. And I'm just like, right. Ooh. If you ain't 100% against Djokovic, that's going to be that's going to be tough. But what I did not or what I underestimated Bryce was the fact that again, at a grand slam, you get days off. So yeah. that to me made a huge difference for Rafael Nadal in this particular instance and he was able to recover, recoup, do the necessary things to get his foot to feeling well enough. And he got about there, and he he was like, "Listen, Djokovic, <laughs> listen, Novaks, you look hungry, <laughs> sir. Let me get you these whole biscuits, <laughs> sir. <laughs> what? <laughs> I know that's right. I know that's right. We love to see it. Yes, we do. So it blew up my draw, but I was nonetheless happy for it. I didn't even care because I was like, if Nadal can be Djokovic, I will take that any and every day. Absolutely. Absolutely. Like we said, and, you know, that's the result we wanted. Yes. You know, we wanted Nadal to come through. So let's take it to the semifinals. And Kasparu was like, Chillage, enough <laughs> of your nonsense. <laughs> enough. You- Exactly. You might have it for them Russians, but you ain't got nothing for this Scandinavian right here, brother. <laughs> I'm going to send you back to the talk to little Runa. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, man. So, uh, so yeah. So, and, and, you know, I was very happy for Kasparud. I mean, who doesn't like Kasparud other than Nick Kyrgios? And, exactly. And obviously Runa. And Runa. Um, <laughs> but... He's such a nice guy. Didn't it feel like this whole tournament was like a Rafael Nadal Academy tournament? Completely. I mean, you had Rude and you had Fiatek and you had uh, uh, Rafa and, you know, Mm -hmm. Alcaraz. You know, just everybody coming through. So, anyway, Rude gets to the finals. Yes. And then you've got... Rafa and Zerv. And, mm-hmm. and man, just tell you this. Although, you know, I was I was fairly confident to, that Rafa would eventually come through, it was way too close for my liking. Oh God. Yes. Yeah. Let 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 us be very clear, Bryce. Sasha Zverev brought some tennis on that day. He, he did. He, he brought some tennis, y'all. And he had me extremely nervous for Rafa. Because he was playing big boy tennis. And the fact that they went to a tiebreaker was going to another tiebreaker in that second set. Yep. Listen, bro. And, and it had been over two hours, and they hadn't even completed the second set. The boy yep. brought game that day, bro. He brought he, his A game. 
He did. But you know who else was there that day? Huh. Karma. Because <laughs> remember... <laughs> oh, Bryce. <laughs> remember, it wasn't too long ago when Daryl was taking his racket swinging at that umpire's foot on the That's... chair. <laughs> <laughs> That's very true. And the umpire moving his foot and trying not to get hit. Yeah, man. Yeah. I'll tell you. That, that karma is a is a biage. <laughs> that karma ain't no joke. Ain't you no know? joke, man. Ain't no joke. Yikes. Can you yeah. imagine what that can you imagine what that umpire was feeling like at that moment as he was sitting there watching that in the match? I'm I'm not even gonna speculate. <laughs> 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 and I, and you know, and, and you know, I'm sorry for Zer being hurt. I don't wish injury on no, anyone. No, but not at you all. know, it was just the the whole poetic nature in which it happened. Yeah, uh, I based upon his own actions. Well, yeah, I, but I, you know, I I agree with you, and I I felt I really when he did it in the anguishing and all the crying, I was like, whoa. This this is serious, and you know it, it it made me feel for him. I mean, like I said, you, you we've talked about it. Sasha, and if, you know, he's not very high on our list because he do stupid stuff outside of the lines. And 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 you're right. I mean, honestly, how, how you live your life is important, y'all. Don't huh? Don't <laughs> <clears throat> uh, yeah. You know what I'm talking about. Don't don't you bring that negative juju. It's gonna come back to you. It's it, it it's just not it's not something you want to play with. So be a good person, and and you know I mean no, no one can guarantee anything, but at the same time, just just don't be messing with that bad juju, y'all. And I tell you what I I that got me laughing. So they they wheel him off the court, right? Yeah. And then I saw his head coming back out of the tunnel. Yep, yep. And I'm like, okay, here come Paul Pierce. All right. He, <laughs> he, he, you know, he liked to pull this Paul Pierce. And then I saw him actually on the um, the crutches or whatever. And I was like, oh. Right. You're like, oh, okay. Yeah, this is. Yeah, because I, uh, yeah, I was thinking if this was a whole Paul Pierce thing about to happen, <laughs> I was like, man, the juju going to stay bad. Right, right. No, no. He came out. He addressed the crowd. He actually shook the umpire's hand, got a little hug and a little love from Rafa. I actually, like I said, I, I felt bad for Zverev. And again, mm-hmm. not as as someone who is not a fan of his, you know, for me, I would, like you said, you just never want anybody to go out like that with a, a severe injury. And, and especially while you playing some of your top level tennis. Really good tennis, again, right? Again, he was balling. And it was like him he and Rafa were like, okay, we, you know, we we going straight up right now. And, you know, no gloves, <laughs> you know, Vaseline on, let's go, let's get it. And I, I was really impressed with with how he showed up in that, in those two sets. Um, but again, you know, you, you just you just never know. But happy that Rafa, of course, was able to, to escape and get out of that. Exactly. Which then puts him in the finals, which... Remember, man, after the Australian Open, we were saying, man, what did if Rafa go through and win this French Open, he gonna he had 22. Right. You know? And we were everybody was talking about Djokovic getting to 21. But here's <laughs> the doll with 22 and then 14. 
Mm-hmm. I mean, this just ain't even real. And now, oh, and don't and, and don't don't miss the fact that uh, fourteen uh, time. Who is that? Pete Sampras. Uh, Pete Sampras. Mm-hmm. Mr. I, this, I'm the mark. I'm the man. This is this is my record. Yeah, okay. Let me tell you what. Raphael be like, Pete, bring all your trophies. <laughs> all of them. All of them. <laughs> and I will bring my French. <laughs> That's all. Just one. I will bring one. Right. <laughs> and then I just like toss one of these Wimbledon ones on the top to make you sit down. Get out of here. I have 14. <laughs> Impressed. Ain't nobody gonna ever top 14 again. See, see. I top top 14 in one city. In one. (laughs) (laughs) On a a bad ankle. On a bad foot. On a bad foot. My foot's ain't even 100% right, and I got my 14. Say that. Yeah. And Pat Baruta, and I'm sorry, I just told you a few minutes ago. How much I like him. He's nice and friendly and everything and all that kind of stuff. Mm. I knew he was going to get his wheels blown off in the final. Ooh, I mean, I mean, knowing that the dolls is idle and it was just it was the perfect recipe for a beatdown. Uh-huh. Exactly. And that's exactly what happened. It was a straight up beat down he was like casper i i appreciate you and i'm glad you came to my academy and everything but them <laughs> practice sets we played don't get it twisted Mm-mm. that's why they call no. it practice exactly <laughs> and then casper talking about i've never beaten him in a set in practice <laughs> i was like oh this is not going to be a long match at all and it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> it was not. It was not. And you know what? And to be honest, if you go back and watch a couple of those games that Casper got, mm-hmm. Rafa was a little loose. Yeah, exactly. You know, he, on he, some he, point. Yeah. He, this could have been a straight up, you know, Steffi Graf feeding every set. Um, I think Rafa was just being very nice because he knew he had the upper hand here. And again, it's a bad matchup because you've got someone, you've got two players that have really, really strong spinny forehands. But to me, and this is kind of what I've, what I had said, if they, if they play each other, it's a bad matchup because uh, Casper cannot flatten out his backhand. His backhand is very loopy and Nadal can crush his backhand and to me Nadal was crushing it to the forehand and that would just he'd get a weak reply off of Casper's forehand and he'd hit it for a winner and it was just like all day all day all day all day, all day. he was we like can... you want to make this four out of seven I mean it don't matter <laughs> it don't matter because I'm gonna <laughs> keep doing matter. this because it plays to my pattern it is, yeah it, man b- bad yeah so <laughs> man it, it's it's it, I think I think Rafa and Roger are gonna only play doubles at, at the Labor Cup. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, they're they, both gonna be out need, there hobbling. <laughs> right. Well, they they don't need to play singles because they'll have Medvedev, they'll have um, Cece Paz. Yep. They'll have a uh, Casper Ruud. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. So there you go. There's three singles. <laughs> won't be no need whatsoever for them to be out there trying to play no why oh rublev rublev uh uh-huh you know (laughs) yeah 
Team Europe going to dominate again this year. Anyway, I'm sorry, I didn't mean to jump to Labor Cup. But anyway, <laughs> so let's take a few minutes, since this is our last piece here. Yes. What is the significance of Rafael Nadal and what he did? 14 French Opens, yeah. 22 majors, no vax, still not vaccinated, so don't know whether he'll be playing the U.S. Open or not. Correct. You know, what 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 does this all mean? Honestly, bro, if we're talking actual and factual, it may mean that Rafael ends up being the the Grand Slam singles title leader after all is said and done. It it, it really yeah. could mean that simply because with Medvedev on hard court, so he's always going to be a challenge to to Novak, and then right. you've got this kid named Alcaraz who is jumping yep. on the scene trying to be the next Rafa, and he's mm-hmm. going to be giving Djokovic problems. I don't know that it's that clear cut that Djokovic is going to get another two to three slams and be able to tie and surpass a Nadal. And mind right. you, Nadal's not done either. So nope, don't think he can't get Kinsey. <laughs> that will be 15 <laughs> French Opens next year. Don't count right. the man out. He may not play anything and just get himself right that for that final French Open, if you will. So, but Isaac, yeah, go ahead, but bro. Let me ask you, but let me ask you this though. Yeah. For the first time in his career, he has the chance to go for the Grand Slam. He does. He does. Does does he do it though? And I don't know with the foot. If he if he really will step out there and try, I I don't know Bryce. And like I said, you know the whole points thing at Wimbledon. I he don't said, know, he said in his interview, if his body holds up, he'll play Wimbledon. Oh, okay. Now see, I missed and that. Said, and he said that after the uh, after the final. I think honestly, and this is just Bryce's opinion, and I don't I don't I ain't in not the doll's camp or anything. Mm-hmm. I think if Nadal would not have won the French, he would he would definitely 100% skip Wimbledon because right. I also think he doesn't want to support it because he was so upset that they had banned the Russians. That they banned the Russians, exactly. And the, right. and the Belarusians. So mm-hmm. I think it would have been an easy skip for him. Right? right, right. But like I said, in all of his years of playing, he's never won the first two, which is funny because He's won the second one so many times. <laughs> right. <laughs> and the one year that he won the, the first, he didn't win the second. The second, exactly. But you don't pass up an opportunity. Well, you know, unless you're Ash Barty. You don't pass up <laughs> an opportunity to go for the Grand Slam. And, we, and wouldn't it be so funny if all this hype was built up for Djokovic to do it last year, and he doesn't, and Rafa somehow pulls it off this year? That would be insane, bro. That really would be insane. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I absolutely agree with you. I, I, it, if he goes to Wimbledon and he wins Wimbledon, yeah, yeah. That, hmm. <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah, I, I I tell you, bro, it, it it definitely puts it puts him out there to not be touched. Because again, I think that it's going to be rough for Djokovic to win slams going forward. I really, I well for both of them, but I do 
I will always, again, you know, if, if Rafa has apparently a semblance of health, he's always <laughs> going to going to be the top choice for the French Open. I mean, just simply put, even Alcaraz, Novak, doesn't matter. It, right. it will be Rafa's even next year. I don't care how the man looks. <laughs> right, right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so, I, yeah, man, I, it's it. it it will be interesting for us to have this discussion post Wimbledon going into the summer hard court, because if, like I said, if he happens to again, play and win Wimbledon, Oh yeah. Things are going to be spicy for the summer months. They're going to be spicy. <laughs> <laughs> they sure are. And, um, but anyway, so, you know, we're here kind of at the end. Uh, Isaac, any final wrap-up words for, you know, I, I in the beginning, I, I stated what this year's um, Roland Garros was for me. What was it for you? You know, it was a lot of great things, bro. I mean, the fact that, again, I got to see the French Open through your your POV was also really, really a great thing for myself. And it makes me now want to go over there and actually check out that uh, Grand Slam. So um, so once again, thank you for that. And just overall, man, it was just a great tournament. It was great, a great tennis. And I'm, I'm you know, just, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm excited for what's to come on both the ladies side, because I think Iga is turning into or is now, if you will, that Steffi Graf, Serena Williams, you know, she's in that mm-hmm. mode. And it'll be interesting to see how long she can ride that particular wave. And on the men's side, it's just storyline after storyline, bro. It's just, you know, you've got the up and comers. You've got the 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 big, you know, big, big two now, if you will, since Fed is kind of not in the discussion at this point. But how long how long can they last? It's always been that question. How much longer do we get? So for me, man, it's it's I'm excited about what's to come. And this was a tremendous French Open. How about you, my man? Yeah, I I echo all of that. And just um, it will be very interesting to see where Rafael Nadal is. Come French next year, you know, because this was the first time he's been kind of open about, oh, I don't know. We're going to have to shut this down sometime. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I mean, this ain't gonna go on forever. So, um, yeah, I, you know, I like to say uh, we we definitely. I mean, unless something really goes wrong with the foot, we definitely see him at the at Roland Garros next year. But nice. that could be it. Yeah, that could be it. Absolutely. But go and get it. Get that quince. Get that fifteen right. pimp. Don't, yeah. don't short me. Don't you short me. Exactly. <laughs> Oh, my God. Well, we're going to go ahead and jump off and get to our Instagram live uh, because there's some other things we want to talk about. But uh, we will be back next week uh, for our regularly regular weekly show. And uh, but we're going to sign off for now. So uh, on behalf of the podcast, uh, this has been your boy Bryce. And this is your boy Isaac. And we are Brothers on Tennis. Everyone be safe.